BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And on today's show, we're going to talk about stuff. This one's going to be a little bit unscripted, right? We've got a couple different topics we're going to cover. We're going to cover manifestation. We're going to cover doing things that you don't necessarily want to do as entrepreneurs. And who knows where else the conversation will take us. But before we dive into that, let's talk about our Patreon account. Corey, you want to tell them about it? Sure. You can go to patreon.com slash bizquick. That's B-I-Z-Q-U-I-K. And uh, you can subscribe to our service, our account, our program, whatever. I don't know what to call it over there. Uh, but you can you can leave us a tip. If you like what you hear uh, today or at any point, you can go over there, uh, leave us a tip. And you can also comment and give us some tips. If you Things you like, things you don't like, you can let us know. There's also all sorts of content over there that you cannot find anywhere else but on the Patreon account. So go to patreon.com slash bizquick and sign up. Let us know what you think. Julie, back to you. Love it. Hey, I want to, you know, I've been debating if I wanted to have this conversation, but I think I, 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 you know, I don't want to set the precedent. We never like to set the precedent as entrepreneurs that everything is perfect, that, you know, we've, we've been very, very transparent about when things, when we've had difficult times in the business and, and some of the struggles that we've gone through. So recently, as you have been um, gearing up for the restaurant, I have been, you know, holding down the fort more and more here, not a complaint, data point. And, but I also, because we were really, you know, having sort of a lull in revenue, I took on a contract with, you know, a big, bigger company. Um, and in just short term, but still, I really struggled with it. Very much struggled with taking on that contract because, you know, for the past two years, we've talked about, you know, the importance of small business and being loyal to small business. And, and many times we shit on big companies, right? <laughs> and here I am now doing a contract um, helping with a divestiture for a two very, very large companies. And I feel uh, almost hypocritical taking it. It was a really tough decision for me to do it, but the money was really good. And so I struggled with the notion of, listen, you could get some fast cash into the bank that allows us to have more flexibility with SB Pace and Certivium, but I, and reduce some of that stress, right? Cause Let's face it, financial stress sucks, but I've really been struggling with it. I, I have a, I'm, and last week was my first week doing on that contract, and I very much struggled with balance all week long. It was a really tough week for me, very tough week for me. Yes, and it, it's, it's a tough decision that everybody has to make as, a, as an entrepreneur where you have to make that, that choice, that, that balance between who you are, what you are, and what you need to do. 
and it's it, you have to make concessions. You, there's only so many hours in the day, and there's there's no way to that you can do it all as an entrepreneur. And you can help. You can get people to help you. You can outsource. You can do all those things. But in your case, when your partner uh, had to step away and everything got thrown on your shoulders, and well, not everything, but most things got thrown on your shoulders, and um, yeah, it's tough. And then on top of that, like we had to cut back on our services, which meant that things that we were doing, we probably couldn't do. There were clients that we couldn't take on because I wasn't going to be available for that client. And doing the right thing is tough because sure, we could have taken their money. We could have done the wrong thing and done a poor job as uh, consultants, but we decided that we wanted to do the right thing. And it's, it's tough doing the right thing. Sometimes it is it, very much so. And, you know, I, the, the hard part is, and the, the hard part is not feeling it's, it's the emotional part of it, right? Like I'm tired. I'm having to get into the whole routine now of, you know, I've got this, I have commitments and we, so we still have clients we have coaching clients and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story on Friday. Uh, so Friday afternoons, we have um, our mastermind, right? With the coaching clients. And um, I'm very much committed to these, you know, women that are in this mastermind, but I didn't want to, I don't know why, but I felt like I couldn't be honest with the client that I'm doing this divestiture for about what I was doing. And so I, in order to make it seem impossible for them to say no, I told them that every other week I work with learning disadvantaged young adults who want to be entrepreneurs. Do you think anybody you work with uh, over there is going to listen to this podcast? Because no, didn't you also tell them that you have three children on the age of five? <laughs> yes. Stop it. Let's How many leave. other lies have you told this company? Do I need to look at your resume? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, back to the whole concept of, yeah, I did. I've, I've, I've told a few untruths. Um, <laughs> back to the topic of doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. It's, I just, I really emotionally, I struggled with one, I, there's, and I don't know why there is, there, I ha, I feel a lot of shame around it. I should feel, I, I should be really grateful and feel a lot of pride that I actually have the, um, the, the skill sets to be able to help out on a, a, um, divestiture of this size, right? That should be, I should be just absolutely proud of myself that I can do that. Yes, you should. And uh, having a, a large company uh, find value in you and, and not that you're just a cog in a machine, like you were sought out somewhat. Um, it's yeah. not it's not like you were throwing resumes out there. Right. It's it, like this was kind of, I don't want to say thrust upon you, but it was an opportunity that was presented to you that was a good idea. And in, in like financially speaking, yeah, but not... In any other manner, but right. it, you know, yeah, yes, you should be proud about that. But you know what else you should be proud about, Julie? What? Certivium, our other company. <laughs> I, can I before you say before you go? Well, there, let's tease that. Okay. Whatever you're gonna say. Okay. We'll we'll we'll, 
we'll get there after the break. Okay. All right, Certivium. Check it out. It's our other business. We help you with social media management. We help you with customer engagement. We help you with customer service. We help you deal with your customers. And I say deal with, we help improve your customer's experience. That sounds much better, right, Julie? It really does. Okay, perfect. Um, And I'm not the marketing person on this team. So, uh, but anyway, check it out, certivium.com. If you're a small business owner and you're looking to improve your customer experience, we can help you out. Head on over to certivium.com. Uh, it's hard to spell. It's in the web uh, or in the show notes. You can get the link in our website too. All, All right. sorts of things. I butchered that one. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Okay. All right. Welcome back to the show. We've got Mike Cook with us tonight, and we're talking about. We're going to talk about some strange things, but first we're going to cover manifestation because Mike just manifested himself a new job title. How's it going, Mike? Uh, it's going great. I'm feeling pretty good these days. Thanks yeah. for asking. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a it's been a busy busy couple of weeks, but um so in all seriousness, seriousness, like we've known each other for a while now. Um, yeah. you are my favorite hiring story ever <laughs> that I ever tell. We used to work together at uh, PJM Interconnection and, uh, you're, you're kind of a math lead. You're a little bit of a nerd and, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but that's okay. I'm the least nerdy out of everybody in the, in, the, on this podcast right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. All right. We'll, we'll give you that. All right. Cool. Cool. So you you're also you're an actuary. You've you've uh, you've reinvented your career a couple of times now, and you um, you literally did. And I don't know if you were joking or not. I saw the video where you explained to your wife how um, you manifested a job. You manifested a job title. <laughs> and I want to talk about yeah. it. I really want to talk about it because this is a thing that Corey does not believe in. And I do believe in it, so I just I, w- I would love to have have this conversation. All right. Uh, well, so I'm actually going to start this conversation a little over a year ago. I'm going to go back about a year. So on March, something like March 20th or the 21st of 2021, my younger brother, uh, who had been visiting for a long weekend, flew home to his hit back to his house in Austin, Texas. So he left. I live in Philadelphia for your listeners. And um, obviously given that he's my younger brother, there was probably a little too much drinking involved that long weekend. Uh, But um, so when he left, my wife, Stephanie and I literally the day he flew out on a Monday and that day we started, that was day one of 75 hard for us. We did that 75 hard, and after it was done, we kind of were looking at each other, and it was like, obviously, you can't drink while you're on that program. We just didn't really feel like picking up the bottle again, so we just kind of kept on not drinking, and uh, and one month led to another, and now here I am 13 months later, and I still haven't had a drink, and neither has she. That is an important point in this whole uh, journey because um, – Drinking for me has always been a little bit of a, you know, I I don't really have the best relationship with alcohol. And I'm one of those people who drinks probably four or five days a week, a little more than he should, maybe not out of control, but, 
you know, enough to be tired the next day and maybe not on the top of his game. So six months after that whole thing began, I started a new job. I took a job with a startup company and uh, left a very large insurance company to go to this startup company. Um, that was part of the great layoff or, or not the great layoff, but the great resignation, I guess, is what they're calling it. And, uh, you know, various sectors have been going crazy with hiring and, you know, all that stuff. So that happened. I went to that company as a senior actuary, um, which felt like that in itself was a bit of a promotion. Uh, I was the second actuary there. And then fast forward six months and a couple of weeks from there, we get to today. Uh, things were going well there. So I, um, the, over that course of that, that six months, I guess I'd say I was working like I kind of went into that job saying, I'm going to work 10 hour days, Monday through Friday. And it's just what I'm going to do. And, uh, and that's what I did. And I produced a lot of quality stuff and kind of proved myself and made myself an integral part of the team and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, maybe about three weeks ago, the CEO of that company resigned. Uh, And there was apparently, um, the primary investor and the CEO didn't see eye to eye on a few things. And the CEO basically stepped down and said, I'm going to resign. And, and uh, you know, cause I don't like the direction this is going. So I'm going to leave. So the new guy comes in and the new guy has done this whole CEO of an insurance company before thing. And, uh, and uh, a reorganization is coming about. So he's basically lifted the hood up on the car and he's taken a look around and he's figured out what's going on and he's made a decision uh, that we're going to have a bit of a reorganization. We're going to trim some fat where needed and so on. And we're going to take on sort of the title structure of a traditional insurance company. So I'm a, I'm a senior actuary right now. At my previous company, I was an assistant actuary. And to put this into perspective, the promotion path that we're talking about here is assistant actuary goes to senior assistant actuary, goes to assistant vice president one, goes to assistant vice president two, goes to vice president one. Uh, So when I learned that I was going to be given a formal title and that the title I was going to get was going to have some gravitas is how my manager put it. Um, And the reason why was because he was getting more responsibility heaped on him, which means he needed to heap more responsibility on me, which means he needed people to be more responsive to me. I basically spent the night before I knew that he was going to tell me what that title was going to be. um, Referring to myself mentally as uh, vice president and actuary, Mike Cook, vice president and actuary. I just said it to myself over and over again, 26 times because I was born on the 26th day of the month. And so that's uh, the best number because it's greater than 21. Uh, and there's a whole story there, but I won't get into it. And it's a personal story. It's a, it's just a stupid thing. I do. It doesn't really mean anything, but, uh, so I said it to myself 26 times and my wife in the middle of it said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm manifesting my new title. And she was like, what? And then I just was like, don't worry about it. And then I did it again and I did it again. And I kind of visualized myself having, uh, an email signature that said Mike Cook, vice president and actuary. And um, the next day I went into the office and my, uh, my boss pulled me into a conference room to tell me what my title would be. And I, I didn't know, I thought that vice president and actuary was a stretch 
uh, and then I probably would get assistant vice president and actuary. And he told me my title would be vice president and actuary. And so I was like, wow, that worked. And he told me on top of that, I was going to get uh, what he called a modest pay increase. And then he also stipulated that that's assuming that the new CEO doesn't decide that nobody's getting a pay increase, which is still up in the air. But I tried to get you a modest pay increase, which I wasn't expecting any pay increase. So, so I was like, not only did I get the title I wanted, but I actually, presumably, we don't know yet, I will find out tomorrow, also get a modest pay increase. So I became an immediate believer. I, I mean, I was always kind of on the fence a little bit between where Julie is and where Corey is. Like, I don't know if this works or not, but I was like, it can't hurt. Might as well give it a go. And, and uh, you know, the results were immediate for me. Well, so, I was I, I, was, I was secretly trying to get that story to end quicker, and it didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, just kidding, Mike. Um, you'll, you'll have to edit it out later. You have the ability to do that. I do have that ability. No, that, that is a good story. I went, um, I went back that all that ways because I think that the not drinking is having a profound impact on my career in a positive way. Sure. So it's not like I just manifested this out of nowhere. There was a lot of work that went into it beforehand. And that's, well, so I'm going to jump into that, like where I stand, because I don't believe in higher powers or anything like that. And there is something to say about positive thinking. Like if, if you're going to walk around and just be a, you know, a complete just dump. Yes. You're probably not going to get anywhere in life. And if you think positively, you're probably going to take yourself somewhere. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't believe that there's like any, like I have no control over what happens in my life outside of my own actions. So for you mm-hmm. quitting drinking, you know, what, six months ago, 13 months ago, I'm just going to make up a number. Mm-hmm many mm-hmm. months ago and, and, and working hard and going, you know, at a new company and, and having that clarity and, and being aware and awake and, and available, um, you know, definitely added to that. And then you just wanting it, I think just kind of helps because uh, subconsciously you're doing things to get you where mm-hmm. you want to be. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. You know, I think it's, I have a vision of where I want to be and I'm, I'm whether consciously or subconsciously, I'm working toward that. And and it's not like I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm, I've got to do all of these things right at once. It's like, I'm just, I've got my head down and I'm working and I'm there and I'm available for 10, 12 hours a day, whatever they need. I'm, I've got email on my phone and all that stuff. If they need me, they can get a hold of me and I'm just taking a different attitude into this particular job and it's paying off and it's paying off quickly. Why do you suppose uh, you took the different attitude on this job than you had at your last job? Uh, well, I think that it com- primarily it comes down to, well, okay. Um, with this particular job, this is the first time I've ever gone to work for a startup company. I've worked for, corporations of all different sizes from fairly small, like a thousand or so employees up to, you know, 60,000 employees worldwide. And the thing about a company that size, the smaller sized ones that I worked with were fairly bureaucratic, were really pretty much government corporations that weren't actually government. Technically, they weren't government, but they might as well have been a government appendage if you will. And it's just easy to get along without really producing in those types of environments. Yeah. You know, you can kind of just kick the can down the road all the time with your, 
whatever project it is and it doesn't really matter. No, you know, everybody's just kind of like, eh, whatever, well, it'll get done eventually. You know, that's sort of the attitude across the board. And I think with a lot, with the last job that I had there, I, I really struggle even still. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I struggle to understand what the direction was that the company was trying to go with pretty much anything. Like there, there was not a defined strategy Right. And in this job, it, that's not the case. First of all, we're only like 50 employees or something like that. Uh, it's very clear what we're trying to do. We have a long ways to get there. Everybody's in the boat rowing in the same direction. Uh, the, the culture is much better defined. Um, and, uh, you know, it, so there's there's a lot more clarity on, on, on what I need to learn how to do or go get done or whatever the case may be. And then the other side of that is that I think I'm managed better. I think there's more direct involvement with management. Uh, and um, there's also at the same time. The guy who's managing me, he's like 35 years. He's been an actuary. So it's not nothing is new to him. And he's he's kind of like, OK, I'm going to stretch you and help you. I'm going to help you where you need to be helped. But I'm going to you know push you to get better and to get more experienced faster and so on and so forth. The third thing is I'm making a lot more money in this job than I was in my last job. And I have an equity stake in the company and the outcome. Well, and I was going to say something about that and not even the equity part, but the the fact that it's a smaller business and this can happen with larger businesses but it's the it's the mindset the mentality it's the culture it's that giving the employees that buy-in like, like you you know that yeah. the work that you're doing actually is going to do something somebody's going to uh, value your opinion they're going to take the work that you do and yeah. use it elsewhere you have an impact on what's happening and i think that a lot of people especially in large companies and traditional companies, they just kind of get lost. They put their head down and they're like, it doesn't fucking matter if I do my job or not. The company's still just going to move in the same direction. Yeah. And, and in fact, in my last job at my last company, the position that I had was because before I was an actuary, I was an IT professional for 12 years. So I have a, a mix of those skills. Uh, and what I was doing there was I pretty much was kind of writing requirements for large portions of an insurance of an actuarial portion of an insurance uh, rating product and then um, helping the IT staff deliver on that, uh, interpreting what the underwriting staff needed for it and so on and so forth. But there was always conversation at higher levels than me about whether or not we were going to actually keep this rating system or if we were going to go to another one. And there were these different political forces in play, some of whom were trying to go to the go to the next one, and some of whom were trying to keep the one we were on alive. And that obviously directly impacted me because I was basically support staff for this system. And if it was going to go away, then it was like, well, they'll find something else for me to do in the company. They're not going to just can me, but I'm not going to be doing this. Is, it, was, so it was is like, that the same reading system that I worked on 15 years earlier? No, it was, the, it was not. But yeah, it was just like there were these political forces that were basically going to have a direct impact on whether or not my work product even mattered at all, or if they were just going to throw it in the can and get rid of it altogether. So it was like, well, why am I even bothering? So, you know, I kind of was sort of slow playing it. Like, let's see where this goes. And I got tired of doing that. There was no clarity about whether what that was going to happen or not. So I just 
Got another job. You know what's interesting, Mike, is we ta- talked on the front end before you joined. We were talking about the fact that I've recently taken on a contract, you know, back with a big company, a short-term contract, and helping with, you know, two major players on a divestiture and have had a lot of internal strife over it. And a literally very, very quickly into, like, you know, last week was my first week, very quickly into my first week, remembered all the reasons that we started SB Pace because I felt like no value, no direction. I wasn't sure, like, what's the strategy here? Where can I best help out the team? I I just, I felt like there were, like, finding ways to, like, burn money. And it was really frustrating. But I what I realized very quickly was the past two years, and I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but the past two years of working on SB Pace and on Certivium and doing this podcast and fighting for small business owners and helping people launch businesses has actually made me a better consultant for big companies in that, I'm a lot more like, first off, I'm a lot more patient and, and feel a lot less like angst and anxiety over when, when things are just going sideways. But I also recognize a lot faster, like this isn't cool. This isn't the best way for us to be spending our time, which makes me more valuable. But it also makes me very clear on this is not where I want to be long-term. This is a short-term play for me and one that I'll mm-hmm. happily do to get, get cash into you know, the bank account, but not one that I, from a long-term perspective, this is, I, I'm not going back to this. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And, uh, you know, it's good. You know, the good thing is that you're, you're, I mean, we had, we had actually met up last weekend, you and me, Julie, and, uh, we had some conversations about that and then it, it felt like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I misread the situation, but it sounded like you um, maybe needed a little bit of a reminder as to why you had started SB Pace and what you were trying, what your mission was. Oh, yeah, I got that. You're right. I did. I don't think I realized it, but I, I appreciate that you picked up on that. And I, I I definitely got that reminder. And, you know, I also thought, God, I could make a really cool documentary <laughs> about what's happening right now, but probably not. But, yeah. Yeah, your employer probably wouldn't care for that too much. You know, what's interesting about knowing who your employer was is that when I did go out and look for another job and I ended up landed where I landed, I had two competing offers, uh, one for the position that I took and then another one with a a large consulting company. Yeah, big four um, firm. A big four firm. And, and, uh, you know, I basically, you know, it was it, it wasn't a slam dunk. But it was, you know, listening to you talk about that and knowing what I would have been doing for that big four firm and not having already come from a very large corporation I, and given the trajectory that my career here at this company has taken, I clearly made the right choice. You did. What I laughed the most about what you said was when you said that you've worked for smaller companies, you know, with like a thousand employees. When I say smaller and I'm thinking... 10, five people, and you're like, yeah, thousand is not yeah. small. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, PJM was small. That was a small company. Yeah. All right. Well, we Thank have you. to uh, wrap it up here, Mike. Um, we are hitting okay. the end of this podcast, but I appreciate you uh, jumping on real quick, just last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to do it. And, uh, you know, I hope hope somebody gets something out of it. Yes. I'm sure Go somebody will. Go forth and manifest. 
So thanks again to Mike and thank you to our listeners and everything that you need to know about us, including how to get in touch with us, maybe how to get in touch with Mike if he wants you to. Probably not. That's going to be in the show notes. Exactly. And if you want to work with us or if you're interested in our free content or if you want to pay us for our services, you can connect with us at sbpace.com. You can also see all of our social media handles. Also find out more about Certivium. And all of that will be in the show notes. Don't forget to download and rate this podcast. Subscribe and give us a review. Reach out to us about any topics that you might want to cover. We probably won't because uh, we just kind of do whatever we want over here, but we're open to ideas. And uh, we also have this radio show you should check out. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It's on the Voice America Business Channel, also on the Variety Channel, possibly by this point 100% on the Variety Channel. We don't know. We don't know. Yes. And uh, that's every Thursday morning at 9 a.m., but that also might change. Who knows? <laughs> hey, you got it right, though. Thursday yes. morning at 9 a.m. And also, I do want to call it that we just got a sweet new intro for our radio we show. We did. We did. We did. Our producer, Aaron, did a great job with that. We wrote a book. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. And when we say small, we mean really small. We don't mean 1,000 people. We mean like, you know, 50 or less. And it has a digital download with a workbook. If you've already bought it, go to Amazon, rate it, and review it because we love feedback. We do. And that's it for today's show. I am Corey. I am Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.